Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I am um, a bit tuckered out, obviously. Yeah, um, but cured from COVID. Cured so, from COVID, always good. Uh, I guess not cured, right? That I just... You overcame. Yeah, I overcame COVID. Um, I like to think it was actually like a six game series with me like blowing out the last two yeah. games. I mean, like, you, just, last episode of the podcast, you were looking rough. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's like the worst I've felt in a really long time. So yeah, I was not doing so good. Um, yeah. That evening was by far the worst evening. And I was just thinking about it like this week. And I was like, of course I recorded a fucking podcast. Yeah. When I, mean, I was at my worst. Yeah. Not idea. Not ideal, but uh, yeah, got to watch the Panthers. Didn't and really... what are it like? Really, no other way to say it other than this has just been shit. This series has been awful, man. It's so so depressing, yeah. And I should preface for uh, the people listening, we're recording this right now with about 14 minutes left in the third period of game three. Panthers right now down 3 1. Um, I mean, 14 minutes left. I'm just playing. We had a little thing when we came on where um, my stream was like probably three minutes behind, but I didn't realize earlier in the day I had paused the stream and I had been just like watching on a three minute delay, I guess. Yeah. Now, because we're recording apart, my stream is a little ahead, so I'll know what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. before you do. Um, but yeah, really no nice way to say it. This has been awful from the Florida Panthers. And yeah by a lot of the players like really if if i had to find a bright spot in this series it's probably just bobrovsky yeah like that's it's about it it's about it it really is i don't think anyone has had a great series or even like a decent series um by the standards that were set during the regular season and yeah it's just been awful Uh, but we'll start off we should talk about game two because game two is the heartbreaker Right, man. Game two was just, like game two was probably this, like, given how this game that we're watching right now is ten, is trending. Game two was probably this that that was the series. Yeah, I mean, like the Panthers have been so good at home all year. You cannot lose two games at home, and I actually thought they were like kind of decent in game two. Like, I think that's been their best game so far of the series. Uh, collectively as a team. Definitely. Right? And they have won one. The power play was still looking awful in that one. Uh, been better today. But uh, really, like, not not a good game from them, but by far their best game. 
Uh, and then the goal at the end of the game, 10 seconds left, Nikita Kucherov behind the net, Mackenzie Weger. I don't, you're a you play defense. So what do you think Mackenzie Weger's thinking on that play? And he's getting a lot of slander for like it online. And like, like what, what Mackenzie Weger is thinking in that moment is probably like, I'm just going to go like, who was the other defenseman with him? Was it Ekblad? I think it was Forsling. Forsling. But that's another uh, subject. Um, when he sees Forsling come around with Kucherov, Uyghur thinks, I'm going to go pinch behind the net and just contain Kucherov, keep the puck down there. If the puck is stuck behind the net, the risk of a goal being scored is probably the lowest out of any other area on the ice. Yeah. And he's just, he's thinking like, I'm just going to go like, and just like scrum it up. But he wasn't aware of his surroundings. Like, that's just what it was. He, like, that's what he's thinking. I don't agree with what he's thinking. If if I'm in that play, like the thought should be, I think, I just cannot let this puck get out front of the net. If it stays behind the net, it's fine. So you don't need to go into the scrum, but if you do, you cannot let the puck get by you. you have yeah, to that's why. Else. That's why, like the way I would have played it, and I think Weger should have played it, is plant yourself right above the, the red line, right yeah. next to the post. Yeah, just seal that off. Seal that off. That is the like. You are in a position there that you can easily jump behind the play. If there's a scrum after the whistle, you can like get involved, but you're also really close. You're there in a position where you can intercept the puck, but you're also in a position where if the puck does somehow get through that, you're literally one step away from blocking the shot. Yeah. You're not stuck behind the fucking net. No. And I think that's what most defensemen would and should do in that play. If you're aware of your surroundings and the forwards, I mean, the forwards were nowhere on that play, right? It was the two of them there. They have to make a better play, both of them. Like it's just it's it was infuriating watching the replay. It, it, you're you're just I was yelling like I was like what the like what is he doing? What is he trying to accomplish? Like with this little time left in the game, what are you doing? Like it's just not worth the risk. No, like with, with that little time left in the game, you just can't make that play. Like it's just a really bad play from Weger. He's been getting a lot of hate the last couple weeks for his play in the playoffs uh, on social media and stuff. Do you think it's warranted? And do you think the Panthers need to get rid of Mackenzie Weger? Because that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. Uh, I do think um, it's warranted uh, to a certain extent. I think that his play, these playoffs have, has been like as bad as it gets for contrast between regular season performance and playoff performance. Like he is a shell of himself. It's not really recognizable. Um, But to go as far as to say that you want to trade him, like all the guy needs is experience. He just needs to grow. That's all it is. He's, he's still a young guy. All he needs to do is like, just play his game and like get the comfort will come. Exactly. And like, like, he is without a question a top four defenseman in the NHL. Like, he plays in the top four on 32 teams in the league. Like, exactly. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Now, he hasn't been great in the playoffs, right? But I think a part of it, too, 
is also because he's more of a a, a shutdown defenseman than an offensive defenseman. He's a two-way guy, but he's not a flashy offensive defenseman. And when you're like that, the good things you do in your game are just not going to get noticed, and the mistakes are really noticeable. Right? Exactly. Like he does. Like he's still doing. Like I see in games, there's a lot of good things he does with, with the puck at times, but they're not flashy. They're not, you know, highlight reel making plays. They're not creating directly grade A chances, but they're just smart, simple plays. But then when you mix that in with all the mistakes he's making, like you get the impression that he's just not been very good. I will say this though. Um, for today's game, he got a haircut and he's rocking the haircut and the goatee. And if you look at him from a little bit of a distance, he kind of looks like Anton Strawman out there. And so I, I, support the commitment to the whole idea. If he's going to play like Anton Strauman, he might as well look like him too. Yeah. It's like the soul of Anton Strauman just got like transferred yeah. to Mackenzie Weger. Yeah. And I feel like he's also getting like, I get like that play in the last 10 seconds is brutal. It's like heartbreaking an absolute killer for this team. But like, he's not alone with his poor play this series. Like I haven't seen the big guys show up at all. That, that's the thing. Like, I have seen Huberto shoot the puck a fraction of the amount of times he would during the regular season. And when he does, it's Not like great. he's aiming for a Tampa Bay defenseman. Yeah. And, and I think right now, like the overarching thing I'm seeing in this series is you're seeing the experience of Tampa Bay really come into effect. Like that to me is the difference maker because what Tampa Bay is doing right now is they're playing like a team that knows how to win in the playoffs. They're getting in the shooting lanes. They're sacrificing the body. Their big guys are showing up uh, for them, even without Braden Point. Whereas I haven't seen enough from uh, the, the top players for the Panthers. I haven't seen really anything. No, I I haven't. Like, it's, it's just Tampa Bay is playing so well in special teams and defensively. Yeah, well, and it's like like they they are very comfortable just sitting back and getting opportunities. They really are. Like and really what they do defensively, it's different than like playing Washington defensively. Washington's playing the trap through the neutral zone. Tampa Bay's still letting them get into the zone, but once you're in the zone, they are just getting in the way of every puck and when they don't, Vasilevsky's been excellent. Exactly. And like, like he it's frustrating because it does seem like nothing can get by him. No, it, it's heartbreaking when you finally, like when the Panthers are making mistakes, the camp, the, the lightning are capitalizing on them. And whenever the lightning make a mistake, Vasilevsky's there to, to, to make a save. And it's exactly. not to say Bob hasn't made a save because Bob's made some great saves, but there's just been so many mistakes. I don't think either team has really played their best in this series. Like Tampa Bay has been good. They've been better than they were versus Toronto in my mind. Yeah. I mean, if this isn't Tampa Bay's best, like, I don't know what is. No, okay. It, they, they're playing really, really good hockey. Like, you get – anytime you get, like, guys like Corey Perry or Ross Colton to step up the way they have in the series so far. Yeah. So, I, I want to rephrase that. What I meant, like, no, I agree. Tampa's playing their best right now. But I want to go back to the series, like, last year, right? And I think the Tampa Bay team they had last year was a better Tampa Bay team. 
And I think the Florida team we have this year is a better Florida team. And Tampa Bay right now is stepping up and Florida's just not like Florida should be playing much better with the moves that they've made to be a better team than they were in last year's playoffs. Like last year, they pushed it to six games. They didn't have Aaron Eckblad. Their goaltending was dreadful. Yeah. And I think that like, I don't know if you get this sense when you watch the games in this series is that I, I, I'm, con- I'm watching and I'm constantly thinking to myself is no matter, no matter what the score is, whether the Panthers are leading or um, I don't even know if the Panthers have uh, this series. I don't even think they have. Yeah. Um, but even if it's like tied, um, even if it's like Florida just scored, there's never – there's never a, I never get the sense that Tampa Bay is out, not in control. They're always in control of each game. And I think that's, if you're Florida, that's, that can't happen. Yeah. Well, Tampa Bay looks relaxed. Like they're a confident team. I get no sense of confidence and composure from the Panthers right now. The, the that, and like, you can just tell that Tampa Bay wants it more. That, that's exactly it, right? Like the, the mental you game. Can, like, you can see the heart that Tampa has. In it. Like Tampa Bay is willing to lay it all on the line to win each game, and I'm not getting that sense from the Panthers right now. Not which at is all. Really unfortunate to see with the regular season that they had. Yeah. Right. And with the moves that they made at the deadline, uh, I do want to talk about. Like, do you think this is a coaching issue? Because you know, there's been a lot of that directed towards Andrew Burnett, who is the interim head coach. Mm-hmm. He's also nominated. Uh, for uh coach of the year do you think what have you thought of his coaching through the first two and two-thirds of the series games you know i i don't want to blame him i i i don't um i think it's a very similar like Uyghur situation where not necessarily he's making mistakes but it's just this is his first rodeo like this is the first time he is literally at the home head coach. He's only been here for half a year. Yeah. He's been on the staff for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But like the, the, I, I feel like it would be completely different to go from assistant coach to head coach. Um, oh, probably for sure. So, but he also became head coach like eight games into the year. Yeah. I he's don't got a good yeah, runway. I don't want to blame him, but at the same time, you've got to wonder if a guy like, you know, like, like with a guy like Barry Trotz, would the outcome be different? That's, yeah. Uh, like, but I, but I want to watch my team. I want to, I want no, to exactly. It. I want to be able to like tolerate watching my team without getting like seriously bored. Um, but like you do wonder how this team would be performing with potentially Joel Quenville. Yeah. Behind well, the bench. Probably better to be honest, and like exactly, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna sit, like sit here and say you know what like it's been bad enough that you should let Andrew Burnett go, right? I think you give him give him next year at least, right? And you bring yeah, him back. Yeah. But the stuff for me that's concerning is a the lack of passion, like we talked about, right? Like you're a coach, you got to light a fire under these, like you got to do something, right? And you can nitpick some of the other decisions he's made with lineups, like Anton Lindell is out today, and I get he hasn't been great in the playoffs but and i know you want to hold people accountable but a lot like a lot of players need to be held accountable right now for for their play so you can question that kind of stuff but to me it's just the lack of fight i see in this team and the lack of adjustments like tampa bay all series 
all they're doing is literally like getting in the lanes of shots and the Panthers just continuously are ripping the puck from the blue line through like 12 bodies. It's not going to go. Like, and, and this is the first time that like, like throughout the regular season, the Panthers have been down in games a lot. They don't call them the comeback cats for nothing. No. But the the emotion that the, the players like were displaying you were like, yeah, they're not out of it. They, they'll come back. Now what I'm seeing on the guys' faces is just like frustration and just lack of willpower. Yeah, it's just – and it's not like it was from for one game. It's been the whole series. Yeah, it's like just this, like, like – It's a battle of Florida. You, should be, you shouldn't need to get fired up for this type of a matchup and it's, for it's, a second-round matchup. You want to know what it is? It's almost like – it's almost fear. Yeah. You know, like, like just Tampa Bay is a really good hockey team. No, and it's no. like, you're, you're realizing that and it's like, maybe we aren't as good as we thought we were. Then like, you, you, maybe you're, you're rethinking everything. And that, yeah. that's where it gets really dangerous. Yeah. And I guess that's the thought, but I don't, stuff. but I don't like, I get that that could be the thinking. I don't think it's like a true statement though. Like, I think these guys are good enough. But aren't they just willing to do the things Tampa's doing and they just haven't done it? Like, yeah. like game two, you watch Steven Stamkos throwing himself out there to block shots, right? One of their, you know, their captain, one of their best players that they have. And he's willing to do that shift after shift after shift. And I haven't seen that from a lot of the Panthers guys. Right. And there's a difference between like, you're standing in a lane versus like, no, you're trying to block that shot. Like I've seen guys block shots. Like they're just kind of standing there in the way, but Tampa's actively trying to get in that, in the way and block those shots. And Florida, for whatever reason is just ripping pucks through like 12 guys, every single shift. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just brutal to watch right now. It's a brutal feeling. Um, but yeah, I mean, as we said, we got the game going on live right now i'm going to do a, a quick ad read and then we'll get into kind of talking more about uh game three that we got going on here and some of the stuff that's already gone on um but yeah hockey fans the pursuit of this for the stanley cup is on and DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get 100 dollars in free bets no matter what win or lose, look to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs. And with DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, Noah, game three. Panthers coming into Tampa, down two games in the series. It's a must-win game. Yeah, like as much as is game two... Was the deciding game? Game three is that much more. 
losing game two like that put you in a really tough spot, but you still had the safety net of being able to rebound mm-hmm. in game three. Yeah, like, and then you make when you make it two one, right? It doesn't matter how you got the two one, right? Like it was two one last series versus versus Washington, right? It, yeah, exactly. Like two one is man, two one and three nothing are the biggest difference. Yeah, like like the biggest sway you can have in a series. Yeah, and so going into Tampa, they they blew the home ice advantage, the Panthers, but they're going into Tampa. They need a win. Uh, we're nine minutes left in the game right now. They're down two goals. Uh, we'll get into kind of the performance of it, but first I want to talk about that Brandon Hagel cross-check in the first period. You, you, you're, you, know, you, you were a referee growing up. What are your thoughts on this call and that play from Brandon Hagel? I don't know. I really don't. I, I thought it looked like a major like it's an unnecessary um hit that it, it's just dangerous like it's dangerous but like you can do something dangerous that's like necessary isn't like um, an open ice hit that you like clip the guy in the face can be accidental yeah. it, it's it's you you have to hit the guy but you accidentally make it a major in this case there's no reason to hit him in the first place no, there, there's no reason to, so, to cross-check so, him in that so area. They, they, the referees, they give him the five-minute just so the, – the, the reason they give him the five-minute is there's an injury on the play, and the referees have no idea if it's a minor or a major. Yeah. So by giving a major, they allow themselves to review it and potentially uh, turn it back to a minor. Yeah. Which I'm okay with the rule. Like, that's fine, but – like I don't want to see referees abuse it, and I think that's what we saw in this case. Um, like Don Kaharski came on. Yeah, I was listening to that. on TNT and said that it should be that the five minutes should be kept. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, whoa, like Don Kaharski, like he's like he's the guy, like. One of the most, like, he's a legend when it comes to, like, NHL officiating. Like, the, the probably the only guy with more stature than Don Kaharski in terms of, like, just, like, historical officiating is Kerry Frazier. And Kerry Frazier's a bit of a nutball. Yeah, a little bit. To me, I, um, like, I, I don't know how and you like, can. Like, now I don't even know what a major is. No, like, I don't know how you can watch that play and think it was anything other than, like, unnecessary and dangerous and a major penalty. Like Brandon Hagel doesn't need to do that. It is such a dangerous play. You got a guy coming in with full speed who's already losing his balance, and you cross check him like that. Like it could have ended up a lot worse for for Lusterinen. It could have. It really could have. And that's the that's the problem. Is I think that a lot of like, like this was. I, did you see the Sammy Girard hit last night? Yeah. You're I like. That didn't even get a penalty. No, at a certain point, it's like protect the players. Exactly. Like, is I I feel like as soon as there's a contact like that, and the guy's like head goes, is the first point of contact into the boards. Like as a player, that has to be like avoidable. Yeah. Like at a certain point, you look at an instance like both those instances where it's like there's such dangerous plays. Like you are not trying to do anything else other than injure the player. 
exactly exactly no other reason to do that except you're trying to hurt someone exactly that's a hundred percent that is the that that's the way to look at it and the intent is to injure yeah like I, i saw a tweet it said um what was it it was like almost killing a guy just two, two minutes. minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's all you need. I do love also the poetry of like, after they called that two minutes, Panthers fucking finally scored on the power play. Yes. And coming back to coaching, I will say the fact that it took them this long to switch up their power play and put Patrick Hornquist back there. Like to me, that's a huge problem with the coach. Like that should have been done in the Washington series. Yeah. Yeah. I, right? like, I, I agree with you on that. And like, and that, that's what I mean. Like Brunette, he's still he's a young guy yeah. in his head coaching career, but like definitely, like I wouldn't fire him over it. But like that's something he has to learn. That's something that the entire but, organization. And, like, and I want to know learn. like what the thought process is. And like I'm assuming he's not the one actually running the power play, right? Usually, no. To, like, he, but like I want to understand the thought process of you've gone over twenty five on the power play. It's clearly not working. I don't understand the process of waiting that long to make a change. When you have Patrick Hornquist, who was your power play goal leader last year, just sitting on your bench. And I get Patrick Hornquist is like not that good a hockey player, but he does one thing better than anyone else on this team. That's get in the goalie's eyes and tip pucks. And against Vasilevsky, that's how you're going to beat him. If you insist on taking, you know, fucking floaters from the point as your power play default, you better have someone in front who can at least jam away at pucks and get in the eyes. And Patrick Hornquist is the guy. Yeah, he, he definitely is. Like, oh. you don't have anybody better on that team to do that. Yeah. I also, on the broadcast today, they pointed out it was on the second Panthers power play. Um, for whatever reason, Barkov running the point just refuses to pass to Ekblad on the open side. That's game. Kucherov, empty netter. So, yeah. So I think we'll we'll talk about the outcome of this series uh, later. But um, well, thankfully, you I, know, it's a back to back, right? Yeah, thank God. Um, I I I think that you know we I I don't how I don't know how many clutch goals I I've seen Barkov score from right in the middle of the blue line. Just a screened wrist shot. Yeah. And Tampa Bay blocking all those shots is like that should have been identified very early on. And then like you have to use Ekblad. You have to use, I mean, Giroux or Huberto on the other side. Like it has to be done. And then it's just, it's frustrating like, not what to is, see like, it happen. In this game today, you talk about blocking shots and what it takes to win. There were two sure goals today that were blocked by Tampa Bay defense. Yep. Like Victor Hedman getting his leg up on the one and then Ryan McDonough blocking the one from Huberto with the open net. Right? Right. It's those types of plays that if you're the Panthers, you got to find a way to get the puck through and you got to start doing the same thing on the other end. And they're just, they haven't. No, they haven't. And like, it's, it's hard to see a different outcome for this series. No, like I'm not going to give up hope because you never get, you never get up on your team, right? That's just not how you do it. Yeah. 
but it's it doesn't look good at all, even remotely. Like but, it's not over till it's over. Yeah. But if the Panthers don't figure out in the next, I assume tomorrow's a night game, so they probably have twenty six hours. Yeah. They don't figure out in the next twenty six hours how to play hockey. Like, I don't even know if I want to watch tomorrow night. Like, it's just they're not doing anything that they did in the regular season. And Tampa Bay, it's just the, the experience of them is just coming through a lot more so than I thought it would uh, in this series. Going back to the first period, the cross-checking on Brandon Hagel. And then I do love that after they move that one down to a minor and then Ben Chirot cross-checks someone in front of the Panthers net, probably a penalty. They didn't call it. And you hear the, the ref, you suck chance from the fans. And it's like, that's a bold call from, from the same refs that just reduced that to a two. Yeah. What do you think of the, the late in the period, end of the period, cross-checking call on Patrick Hornquist there? Because I, I that's like, the softest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what you're trying to do if you're a referee. Like, are you, like did Patrick Hornquist do something to, do, to you, you know, like – like, I, I don't understand how that's the cross-check you're going to call. Like, that is nothing. Exactly. Like, that is literally a nothing play. Like, that happens. If you were to call that every single time, you would call 100 penalties a game. Absolutely. Like, that was legitimately nothing. It's the end of the period. You don't need to call a penalty there. There's no scrum coming from it. There's one guy, one guy. They weren't going to fight. They're just going to go to the room. You don't need to call a penalty there. I get it. It's like... Yeah, it was just it was just a small thing. Yeah, I, to me that was just like, what, like what, it wasn't what? it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna boil over. It wasn't like it started something. Literally, it happened and both guys skated away. No, if it happens and there's like a scrum at the end of the game, like at the end of a period, right? And there's a bunch of guys in there. Yeah, okay, maybe you drag one guy out and you give him a penalty. You drag two out and give him a penalty. That was literally nothing. I, I could not believe that they'd called that uh, as a penalty. Now, we're watching this game live. It's clearly over the two empty netters for Tampa. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about game four. What do the Panthers need to do to get a fucking win in this one? I mean, what figure out their game, that's for sure. But straighten up defensively. Like that um, – who scored that goal? Um, I can't remember which goal tonight, but or today. It's not an evening. Um, they they've got to they've got to start like just they've got to show that they want it. That's, that's what they thing. have to I, do. I, I, all I they want have is, to I want to see some passion. They have to demonstrate desire to first of all not get swept, not get embarrassed. Yeah. Like, because that win against Washington doesn't mean shit. No. I do think, regardless of the outcome, you don't make any drastic changes in the offseason. Like, you don't trade one of the core guys or you don't trade a Uyghur or an Eckblatter. You don't trade anyone and make, you know, a drastic move on this. But I do think you have to take a good, hard look in the mirror at, you know, what went wrong at the series, if that's the outcome. Obviously, we'll do more of, like, a a deep dive on uh, the series once it's over. But for me, next game, I just want to see some fire, some passion, because that's what's been missing uh, for this team. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Uh, in terms of lineup-wise, 
do you think we're going to see a guy like Anton Lundell come in? Keeping in mind, it's a back-to-back. Hopefully. Like, uh, but, yeah, we'll see. I, I think so. I, I, I do think so. Um, I, I could see, yeah, I could see a lot of lineup changes, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the last one, though, who are you starting in net? Sergey Bobrovsky, been very good in the playoffs. He is very old. You know, he faced over 30 in the game today. Are you going with Bob or are you going with the kid, Spencer Knight? Uh, I'm going with Bob for the only reason that I would have started Knight today. Okay, interesting. Why would you have gone Knight today? Um, Because I think that Borowski's your guy. So you go into a... You to go, Tampa Bay. The series is going to be on the line. You want Bob and Net. Exactly. If that's how it's going to play out. And if exactly. the series isn't on the line, then you know what? You put Bob in for a chance to tie the series. I like that reasoning. Exactly. Like, that's that's all it is, is, like, you just – that's what I would have done personally. Um, but I think that if you go Bob the first night, you have to go Bob the second night. Oh, I think I think you go Spenny night tomorrow. I would love to see Spencer Knight. Because here's the thing for me. If you had won this game today, I would have said, yeah, go Bob, Bob again tomorrow. But look, you're down 3-0 in the series. You got to roll the dice. At the very least, light a fucking fire. Right? I feel genuinely bad for Bob because Bob was like pretty shit last year in the playoffs, but he's been very good this year, and the team's just eroded around him. Yeah, and don't forget the last year Spencer <clears throat> Knight was the, the spark. The spark, like he won games against them, yeah. or at least one. Well, that was that was what gave him hope in the series last year with Spencer Knight. Uh, so to me, I would throw him in tomorrow, right? I think Spencer Knight can handle the pressure, and I really don't think you have a lot to lose at this point, right? Uh, I very- would argue that you have nothing to lose, no. So, you know, if you're not going to play well in front of your goalie, throw something like just try to try to spark something. I agree. At like, the very I, I, I can definitely agree with that reasoning. Um, I just want to see something happen. Yeah, because like the reality is like Bob was great today again. But realistically, it doesn't really matter how many goals he lets in if you only score fucking once. Yep. Right? It, it really doesn't matter that much. Like, So, yeah, I think I, I would go Spencer Knight tomorrow, but I'm going to guess we see Bob. But, yeah. I w- but I would love to see a guy like Anton Lindell back in, maybe a guy like Nolachari out, or Itulusta Ryan, and if he's not feeling so good after being almost murdered by Brandon Hagel. Yeah. Um, those types of things. But are, are you optimistic about tomorrow's game? Do you think they can grab a win? Yeah. Yeah, I think they can. Um, I actually wouldn't even be surprised seeing them win tomorrow. Um I, yeah, I think that you see a lot of teams just win that one game um, and not get swept. So I'm really hoping for that. But nah, but you win one, you go back home, you're at that's home, the thing. You go home that's cooking. The thing. All of a sudden, it's three two. Doubt creeps in for the Lightning. Maybe Steven Stamkos is tired of blocking shots. His body's all banged up. You know, all of a sudden it's three three, and then boom, game seven at home. At home, maybe maybe then you start Spencer Knight. Exactly. 
Um, but I, I do sense some optimism about tomorrow's game. Um, there's just there's something about being pushed to. I don't, I don't know, like the, the like the... the 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 brink. You're on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the edge. On the edge. like, I would I would be really disappointed. I think if we didn't see a really good effort from the Panthers tomorrow, that would yeah. be very concerning to me. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. If your season's on the line and you just fold. Yeah, that that would be really disappointing to see. And then I'm thinking, you know, something's got to change. Maybe not something significant, but uh, it's really upset. Unless they're all playing like incredibly hurt. Unless it that's comes, the, to- yeah, that's the only excuse. That's the other thing too. Like you know, you know, we always like you criticize guys in the playoffs, and it's like because it's the NHL, and no one likes to say anything ever. You really don't know what guys are playing through right now. Right, right. For a lot of them. Um, but who knows? Either way, uh, it'll be fun. Next week, the series will be over one way or the other. So we'll obviously talk about what went down. Um, but thank you so much to everyone tuning in, listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Um, appreciate it, as always. And we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode. We'll see you all then. Step up.